From a young age, I was passionate about nutrition and helping people with their health. When I started practicing in the field, I realized that physiology and psychology are intimately intertwined. Some of my clients just needed to know what to do to feel better. And many of my clients knew what they should be doing, they just weren't doing it. Underneath it all, unconscious conditioning was getting in the way of their success. This drove me to uplevel my skill set and coach my clients to remove some of their mental roadblocks and reconnect with the wisdom of the body. I learned about the importance of embodiment and harnessing the power of emotions to get more of what you want from life. I started offering intensive one-to-one coaching packages and I launched my Grounded Goddess group program. I also wanted to create a free offering to help women understand the power of the mind, body, and emotions. I created the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. The Grounded Goddess Blueprint is a 43-page guide that will help you reconnect with what you want from life and teach you how to build your roadmap to create it. It will help you understand why you often find yourself going round in circles and engaging with self-sabotage. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, or frustrated with lack of results, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. If you want clarity, understanding, and more success, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. Just go over to groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint and grab your copy. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint. I believe one of the most important things that we can do is give ourselves the gift of truly nourishing the soul through time spent in self-inquiry, moments that still the mind and practices that light us up and allow us to reconnect to the child within. Move, Breathe, Create is a platform that celebrates soul nourishment. Move your body to get out of your head. Breathe to give yourself mental clarity and calm. Create without expectation to fuel your inspiration and delight your senses. Come and join us over at movebreathecreate.com and use the code kombucha for your first month free. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the community. Over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure. I've spent the past 12 months recovering from brain fog, pain, and chronic fatigue. Like any good adventure story, there have been highs and lows, losses and gains, and an incredible amount of personal growth and lessons learned. This journey has made me a better health practitioner and a more empathetic coach. To add more meaning to my experience, I wanted to create something that would help others to increase their energy, clear their mind, and restore their health. I created the Brain Fog Bible. The Brain Fog Bible is a 47-page guide that covers what I call the low-hanging fruit. It explores the most important areas to be assessed and addressed if you want more from life, but your brain and your body are holding you back. You can grab a copy at brainfogbible.com forward slash download. That's brainfogbible.com forward slash download. Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. 
This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Kombucha and Color. I'm Shay and Anna is with me today, as always. I feel like I always start the podcast in exactly the same way, but I don't really know how else to start it that makes it exciting and different. So welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So today's episode, we've got a fun episode for you and it's very seasonal and we just wanted to share some Christmas cheer with you guys and talk about Christmas traditions, different things that we're doing to get into the holiday season, to get into the festive spirit. Obviously this year with Corona taking over the whole year, basically Christmas might feel a little bit different or however you choose to celebrate if you celebrate Christmas. And we'll talk a little bit about our kind of feelings towards the religious aspects of Christmas as we get into the show. But we just wanted to share some ways that maybe you can still bring about that holiday feeling for yourselves, even if your external situations and circumstances are quite different from what they would have usually been. So Anna, are you somebody who celebrates Christmas? Let's start there. So before I answer your question, what I'll say is today I'm representing the introverts. So I, um, Shay is obviously more of an extroverted personality type. I'm more of an introverted personality type. And I, I feel that that's also potentially has an influence on what we like about Christmas, what we don't like about Christmas and what, how we enjoy to celebrate. And so my family is not religious. I grew up atheist and We would obviously celebrate Christmas each year, but much more in the sense of the commercial holiday. And I've, you know, I've been reflecting a little bit about this because I think we're all accepting that Christmas will look different this year because of lockdown. We're in lockdown two at the moment. We don't know actually when the restrictions will get lifted and what that will mean for Christmas. But I think for me, living in the UK now for what will be 13 years in February and having had Christmas traditions in South Africa and then living here now, Christmas has always been a little bit different unless I go back home to South Africa. So in South Africa, for those of you who don't know, and I think some English people can find this kind of weird, it's the middle of summer when you celebrate Christmas. So we would usually have a braai or a barbecue, if that's what you want to call it. We'd eat a lot of salad. We'd sometimes have like, you know, Christmas pudding, quality streets, you know, some of those more like traditional things that people have at Christmas. But it was very much like outdoorsy. As kids, we would like be in the swimming pool playing it was just like such a different Christmas and here in the UK when I have been here for Christmas and we've maybe gone to Ben's family it's cold it's dark everybody stays indoors the food is different and for me I'm like well this isn't really Christmas (laughs) you know it's like this completely different experience so I think as we we're kind of talking about in this podcast today and I guess what we wanted to achieve through this podcast is maybe just to inspire people and give people a little bit more Christmas cheer, knowing that maybe Christmas isn't going to be exactly what we're used to this year. I feel like I'm I'm very well prepared for Christmas to be not what it normally is because I'm so I'm so used to kind of living these dual Christmases. And I don't know if you feel the same, Shay. 
Yeah, I, I definitely, there's, there's a huge difference between Christmas in South Africa and Christmas here. And at the same time, I really love the Christmas here because it's so different. I suppose maybe growing up in South Africa, you always see these Christmas cards where there's snow on the rooftops and all the Christmas songs have got like this feeling of snow and wrapping up warm and being inside and the fireplaces. And that's exactly what you get in London and in the UK because it's cold, it's dark, and you've got all those like Christmassy smells, those Christmassy tastes and flavors and feeling like you're warm and cozy. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And so I think like when we had our first Christmas here, um, Warren and I celebrated our first Christmas together here maybe seven or eight years ago. And it was just such a beautiful experience because it was like wrapping up warm, being inside. We went to different Christmas markets and I got this real feeling of like, wow, we're watching the Christmas lights and it's dark outside. And so I've really enjoyed having this other side of Christmas as well. But obviously, the same as you, my childhood Christmas has always been like out in the swimming pool and splashing around and brying and very different. Yeah, I, I like I like both for different reasons. Um, obviously, one's very nostalgic for me and the other one is very traditional as what I would say Christmas. But yeah, in terms of celebrating Christmas, and I was thinking about this, is that I think from growing up, I was brought up in what I would say like a, a generally Christian family. Like it's something that I don't, I wouldn't say like my family are like regular churchgoers, but they would kind of follow the basic morals of Christianity. But as I have moved through my own spiritual journey and own like broadening of my viewpoint of this, my feeling on Christianity and like the Christian um, viewpoint of Christmas, I feel like it's very true and very valid, but it's one framework for a much greater thing is how I feel in, in my relationship to spirituality in that sense. So yeah, it's like, it's very exciting for me and I love being able to celebrate, even if it's just from the perspective of getting together with friends and family and feeling that the year has come to a close. Like what can you celebrate from the year coming together, community? And obviously this year is very different with not perhaps having as much community. So I've got a few different tools and tips for you to create that sense of feeling from yourself and without having maybe big gatherings and parties and celebrations, but what can you do at home that can still invite that sense of, of festiveness in your life? Yeah, and I love that you mentioned this idea of recreate the feeling, because I think that that's really what it's all about. When I was at home in South Africa, or when I maybe travel back home to South Africa to do Christmas with my family, it's obviously always lovely because I'm seeing close family like my dad and my sister that I might only see once a year if I go home. But there's also things that we would do. So often my dad and I would go for a Christmas morning run or we would go for like a hike on Christmas morning and then we'd have Christmas lunch and all of that. And one of my favorite things about that Christmas day was that little ritual I would have with my dad, who I don't see all the time, where we would go and do something active together. And I'm an active person and I love to be outdoors and kind of tying this into that kind of like religion side of thing, because I'm spiritual, but not religious is for me, like what I love is to get outside and to connect with nature and do all these things that like really fill up my cup. So if I'm 
celebrating, I want to include those things as part of the celebration. And I feel that like sometimes when we're in the UK and we've got to drive a long way or whatever, it takes out that extra time to do those things, especially when you're limited with the daylight hours. So I'm actually fingers crossed, actually really hoping for a lockdown Christmas. So Ben and I can just stay at home. And I was thinking, well, I'd love to go swimming in the sea if it's a nice day, even though it's very cold. I know that will really like invigorate me and make me feel alive or at least go for like a nice walk on the beach or something like that. So I think it's really just thinking about if there are limitations and if there are restrictions being placed on your Christmas at the moment, like what are the things you love to do? Maybe you can write down like what I love about Christmas is and just list all those things. If it's food, if it's family, if it's connection, if it's activities, and then how do those things make me feel? So I feel excited. I feel invigorated. I feel connected. I feel loved. I feel open or generous or expansive or whatever the feelings are. Like, I think you mentioned a lot of very tactile words like cozy and bundled up and, you know, all those words. And and then just think about, okay, well, within the realms of what is available to me, how can I recreate that feeling? Or what could I do to recreate those feelings? So I might not necessarily be, be having the Christmas that I want to have this year, but how can I recreate that same feeling? And I know you had a few ideas, Shay. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you before I get into my um, list of suggestions, do you and Ben have any traditions between the two of you in how you celebrate Christmas? So traditionally, we've normally done like we do like exchange presents, just the two of us on Christmas Eve, because often what if we're here, what we would usually do is drive to his parents, which is like a four hour drive on Christmas morning. And so that's just the main tradition we have is like a a present exchange on Christmas Eve. And then we'll usually drive to his parents on Christmas morning and then spend the rest of the time with them. And I think then it's very much dictated by their traditions as a family and then what they would normally do. Mm. I'm I'm curious because we we obviously, we on our NCT group, which is the antenatal preparing for baby group. And this idea of tradition came up in the session last night and she was asking, she's like, it's very seasonal and I just want you to start thinking about what traditions do you want to bring forward for your own family? Because I think as you have children, what what I'm hearing from you is like you are orientating still to the parents, Mm. but as you have children, it's like the orientation of your family changes so that you are now building traditions and and kind of those things that you want to continue on for a family that is the generation below, if that makes sense. And it just really made me think, it's like, what what are the different traditions that that Juan and I want to use and what have we done, just the two of us? And tradition is this theme that I'm looking at in the member site in December as well. So it's like a lot of, I've been reflecting a lot on like, what's important to me? Why do I feel like this is important? And it's also, it comes down to those love languages. Like mm. a lot of it is about the quality time that you spend with people and about, for me, it's it's also that creative element, which I'm going to share some of the, the different practical things that I have. But Juan and I, I think since maybe the second or first year that we were in London together, 
we've always done some kind of advent calendar for the two of us with different tasks and activities that we do from the 1st of December up until the 24th, or if we do it from the 12th of December up until the 25th or whenever it is. And just like fun little activities, like maybe it might be adventure to winter wonderland or have a movie night. And I'm going to share some, I'll share 15 with you this evening, just to give you some inspiration to maybe make your own. But yeah, I think it's, it's really beautiful when you can carve out that time for yourselves or for your family and just think about what inspires you to, to feel connected and to feel that sense of joy within yourselves, whether you celebrate Christmas from a religious aspect or not. And I'm curious, did you come up with any ideas for what you might like to do once baby Daya arrives? Well, it was really interesting. And one of the one of the other guys on the group chat, because she asked us, you know, each to go around individually, what would we like to bring forward? And one of the things that I had said was that I had only recently found out about this thing called a Christmas Eve box. And it's very new, apparently, in the UK. But it's a Christmas Eve box that you open on Christmas Eve. And in it, there will be like a Christmas a set of Christmas pajamas that's all like kind of matching with the family. And then a movie and maybe some treats or something. And I thought, oh, that's such a lovely thing that you can bring as and cultivate as like a little traditional thing for for your family as maybe it doesn't have to be Christmas Eve, but maybe on the 1st of December, whenever you decide to do it. And then another guy in the group, which I really loved his response, he said that every Christmas day, when the family wakes up, before they're allowed to open their Christmas presents, they all go for a family walk. And that is like part of what they do. And I, and I was thinking about this and how wonderful it would be just to get out and move your body. And as you were saying, like something that you love to do, that active thing. Growing up in South Africa, it was always, if we had Christmas celebration with my grand's family, it was always we wake up, open stockings on the 25th, then we would go to church and have a church service. And then we would come back and open presents that were under the Christmas tree. And that's kind of the tradition that we had. But I think, yeah, like it would be really beautiful to substitute that perhaps that Christmas service with going out for a walk and doing a reflection on the year or a gratitude list of the things Mm. that you have been grateful for for the year. So I thought that was a really beautiful thing that I was like, oh, that's quite a nice thing to, to incorporate, to do. And to, he's like, you know, when you go out for a walk and you've got all these presents under the Christmas tree, it also builds this excitement for you coming back and like having a present to open. So um, I love that as well. Yeah. So I've got 15 different ideas and maybe Anna, you can share if, if any of them resonate for you or if you feel like you've got something else to add. So these are all super simple and nothing like mind blowing. But the first one that I've got is a Christmas movie night. So super easy, get some movies on the go that give you that holiday cheer and you can put them on, get cozy, wrap up with blankets. Or if you're in South Africa, you can maybe put them on a screen outside and watch outside somehow if you have that kind of setup. Floating in your swimming pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I've got the second one as I've got making your own Christmas hot chocolates. And I'm like big into this. And I think a couple of years ago on the blog, I did like a whole Christmas decoration with hot chocolates and you can spice it up with peppermint and different spices that remind you of Christmas. 
in edible South Africa. Glitter. <laughs> edible glitter. Yeah, like a whole lot of you know, cinnamon sticks and things like that that you can spice up your hot chocolate with. And then another one to that, I've got also Christmas cocktails. So, you know, you get those like peppermint candy cane sticks that you can spice up into your cocktails or make some drinks if you're having them out by the pool if you're in South Africa. But taking that time to get a little bit creative, think about the flavors, think about the things that um, remind you of this time of year, whether it's in the Southern Hemisphere or Northern Hemisphere, and then recreate that in a drink. And then maybe if we are able to invite people over, you could do a little bring and share. But if you're not, then just the two of you, or if you're celebrating by yourself, you can get yourself festive for whatever reason, just have a little cozy night in with yourself. And then I've got number four is listen and sing along to Christmas music. And maybe we won't be in shops where we will hear all these Christmas jingles playing over and over again, but put someone in your home, sing along. If you have kids, like let them sing along too. Um, sing along by yourself, get in the shower. Like it's also really good just for that feeling of upliftment and joy when you can activate the throat chakra, you can express yourself in that way. So that was another little handy one. And then super simple, decorate your home together. So like that's also really fun when like putting up your Christmas tree, deciding if you are going to get some more Christmas decorations or if you're going to make your own or whatever you're going to do to make your space special. And it doesn't have to be anything that's super expensive. Like there's really great tutorials that you can use making like paper wreaths or paper garlands and just decorating your home in a really simple, beautiful way that it's about that opportunity of slowing down. And I think if we are in lockdown over Christmas, like or in the lead up to Christmas, where usually it's so busy, we're rushing around, we've got so many things to do and people to see and things that we have to do. But probably this year, if there is a sense of lockdown, there might be more space, there might be more time. And so you can use that time to invest into doing something creative that might make your home feel a little bit more homely and cozy. And then on that one as well, I've got make your own decorations. So that was another little like thing that you can tap into your creativity. And this also goes with like any present wrapping that you do. Like it's about spending the time and the effort that when you give a gift to somebody, they feel like, oh, wow, this has actually been thoughtfully wrapped. It's not about the gift, but it's about the time that's been taken to celebrate that person or that gift that you're giving to that person so that it's not just about the gift, but it's about the the time, the energy and love that went into providing it for that person. I've actually signed myself up to a wreath making course, which I'm super excited about. And just like simple things like, you know, you can get a frame, a wire frame from Amazon and you can fill it with plants or you can fill it with dried fruits, oranges that you can put in the microwave or dehydrate and you can make a really beautiful wreath for your front door or to hang in your fireplace or wherever you can put a wreath. And then I've got um, number seven, bake Christmas biscuits and deliver them to people on your street. So this is like something that I, I think a few years ago, I did a little recipe with a really simple biscuit recipe with pretzels to make reindeer antlers and a little smarty red nose and then two little eyes to make a little Rudolph the red nose reindeer biscuit. Super simple. And I think like at this time of year, especially this year, because it's been so isolating for so many people, if you have the opportunity and availability to be able to give back in some small way, it really does go a long way to be able to put a couple of biscuits or cookies through somebody's window or somebody's door and 
yeah, I just think it's a really beautiful thing to be able to share if you can. So yeah. Yeah. I was I thought maybe I'd just share on that is not necessarily related to Christmas, but at the beginning of lockdown, one of my friends, I think I got a little gift from her. I think she must have just sent a gift to all her, you know, friends, but it was just a little pack of incense. And I don't know, maybe if she picked different things for different people and obviously knew that maybe I'd appreciate the incense. But at the beginning of lockdown, she just sent this little like gift to everyone with a handwritten note. It wasn't expensive. It was something small, but just that that thought of just saying, you know, I won't be able to see you for a while. I'm thinking of you. It just, it, I was really, really touched when I received it. And I think I love the idea of doing the biscuits. I'm thinking I might do that because we live in a block of flats. There's um, mm. 14 different flats and it's so easy for me to do that biscuit idea and just drop a little care pack, you know, outside the door of every flat. And Yes, those people, when they receive that gift, will feel touched. But I think it also just makes you feel so nice inside when you are Mm. kind and when you give to others. Mm. And I always think about this because probably in the very first yoga course that I ever taught, I gave people different activities at the end of each session. And one of the things that I asked them to do was to do something kind for somebody else, a stranger, just a gesture that is generous, that is loving, that is kind and supportive without wanting to get anything in return. And just notice how it makes you feel because of this idea of union, which is what yoga is about, which is this greater picture of spirituality, which is really what for me, we celebrate at this time of year, this connection and this love and this divinity that's within all of us that we can tap into. But because when you uplift and you support and you help somebody else, you feel that same feeling within yourself because you are connected to that person in some deep way. And I think it's like a really, really powerful thing because that person who receives that feels uplifted. They then want to do that for the next person. And it's this really cumulative effect of just positive love that we can spread through very simple actions that don't cost a lot. The next one that I had was just to write Christmas cards and like to get a handwritten note or to send to somebody doesn't cost a lot. It just takes a little bit of time and effort, which in our modern world, we're so thin on these days. Like we have no effort and we have no time because we're rushing, we're busy. But taking the time says to somebody who's receiving that, wow, this person took 10 minutes to slow down, to spend on me. Like, Time is such a precious commodity. Yeah, it, it's the most one of the most valuable things. So to have that 10 minutes spent on you while you're writing a card is like, yeah, it makes somebody else feel really special. And yeah, those again, you could you could send cards to the people that you're maybe not going to see this year, or perhaps you send them to people in your block of flats or down the street, or pop a little note into a stranger's box, into a stranger's post box. Like imagine that you pop a letter or a postcard into a stranger's box who's been isolating by themselves for the last year that has had no real contact and connection and and, and feeling of community. And then for them to receive a note from somebody just saying, wishing you a blessed festive season. Like, I think that would be really, really special for somebody and maybe really turn their year around in some small way. Yeah, a little bit can go a long way, I think. And then I already touched on this, um, but a Christmas walk or a gratitude and reflection walk. So I think at this time of year, we often can feel like we are reflecting back on the year that's been. And obviously there's been a lot of challenges that have happened through 2020, but 
maybe going out with yourself and just documenting in your head the things that you can be grateful for this year. Or if you have a partner or a friend or somebody that you can walk with, that you can reflect back to them the things that you are grateful for about this year. And also it's, again, it's building that gratitude energy between the two of you that you can cultivate. And then number 10, I've got get some matching Christmas pajamas, whether it's you and your pet or you and your partner or you and a friend or you and a family member or children, whatever. Um, that's just a fun one. And then make a Christmas fort. Like Juan and I have done this a few years. We, we have um, pillows in the lounge and we move our um, coffee table out the way and we place them down onto the floor and then we take blankets and we kind of build this fort. And we have this big joke of like, we come into this thing, we come into this little fort in the middle of the lounge and we're never going to return to our bed. We're never going to return. We're going to sleep here the whole night. And inevitably, we always end up returning because it's just not that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but we have this really good intention of having a bottle of wine and you have this fort and you have these blankets and pillows and you get all like cozy. It is something that's really childlike about it. But I think that's also part of the spirit and the joy of this is tapping into that childlike place. And I think... That's what makes Christmas so special for so many people because it reminds them of, of a childhood or for, for memories from, from long ago. And then I've got create a secret Santa group or a swap. So this is something that you could do with people that perhaps you haven't seen in a long time or people that, like you said, your friend who's dropped off that or sent you that package. Like you could get a group of five people or six people on a WhatsApp group and you kind of pick a secret Santa and decide that you're going to send a little care package to one of those people in the group in secret. And it's just quite a fun thing to do that you yeah, try and figure out what they want and yeah. And then I've got make mulled wine and, win and minced pies. So also just like a super simple, get yourself baking, put your Christmas tunes on. I did a mince pie baking, like I think it was last year or the year before from scratch. And Warren was like, not convinced that I should do this from scratch, but I was like, I am determined to do this. <laughs> and it was really fun. Like, and again, it's that slowing down. My mom and uh, sister have that tradition each year. They yeah. always get together and make mince pies. And last year when I was out in South Africa, I was responsible for feeding Lily, my niece, while my sister and mom made mince pies. I don't know what was more exhausting, making the mince pies <laughs> or feeding Lily. I definitely think it was feeding Lily. <laughs> well, this is going to be my new Christmas vibe is feeding a child, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> and then I've got... Something else, which is actually something that's quite traditional to my family, which we started a couple of years ago, and this may or may not be able to be run this year because of corona and restrictions and everything. But what we usually do on maybe the 23rd or the 24th is that our whole family will gather together and we'll go down to a shopping center or a big shopping mall. And often it's like super crazy, it's super busy, probably won't be this year if it's even open. When we get to the shopping center, we put names into the hat of everybody who's there. Usually there's about 10 or 15 of us. And when we get there, we pull a name out the hat and we have 20 minutes and a hundred rand, which is maybe like, I don't know, the, probably the equivalent is like 10 pounds or, you know, the equivalent would be 10 pounds, 15 Five pounds. pounds yeah. <laughs> Five pounds, but, you know, <laughs> relatively, it would be probably about 10 pounds that you could... Um, that you have as a budget and we run around and get a secret Santa for the person whose name we pull. And it's such a fun thing to do because 
as you're running between stores, you've got to try and not let other people see you as you're running between the stores and um, you've got to think on your feet. And it's just like a really fun thing. And then often we'll have a drink maybe afterwards, go back home and then swap the gifts on Christmas Eve or at Christmas Eve dinner. So that's also a really fun, fun one to do if you are able to. And then the last one that I have is to volunteer. And I think this is something that's obviously corona dependent, but how can you use your skills to give back? And whether it's just something that is like, you know, if you are a yoga teacher, how could you maybe perhaps have a donation-based class that you could donate to charity, or if you just offer something for people to be able to nourish themselves in a way that you can use your skills, but you can also give back to the community in some way. So there we go. Those are my 15 tips and things that are really like low entry, low cost things that you can do at home that just give you that feeling of a little bit of excitement in a year that's probably been quite crazy and challenging for many people. So is there anything else that you want to add onto that list? I just had, I wrote a couple of things down while you were talking. One of those was a Christmas treasure hunt. So Mm. you can do a little treasure hunt within your home, obviously deciding how you want to do it. Like if you want to write up little clues, you know, that lead someone around the house or, you know, if you have a garden, a garden or whatever, and then maybe there's a prize. Yeah, I think the other thing that you mentioned was doing the advent calendar, which I think you can also add to that list, whether you you, you just get all crafty and you make a traditional advent calendar or you have an advent calendar of activities and things like you say that you do with Warren. I really like that idea as well. Yeah, I think there's some amazing ideas there. And when Shay was telling me about all these things before we started the podcast, I was just like... I love you. You are so creative. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, yeah, everybody needs a Shay in their life or needs to just listen to this podcast because I think those are just some really lovely ideas that I I never would have come up with myself. Yeah, but even like this, there's so many different ways to do an advent calendar. Like you can do like a really big, you know, adventure thing or simple thing like you get, you buy yourself 24 mini candles and every day you just sit by yourself and take five minutes to light a candle, let it burn down and just reflect on something for the year. Like, I think that's also just a really beautiful, simple way that you can cherish and honor the season that we're in. Yeah. And I think like this year is probably not going to be what people are used to. If you're introverted like me, I mean, I'm actually quite excited just to, you know, you asked me about the traditions that Ben and I have, and you're right, is that often we are catering to his family traditions because it's really important to his parents. But sometimes that's at the loss of what I maybe selfishly want to do. So I'm quite looking forward to maybe having an opportunity just to do things a little bit differently this year. And I think maybe with the challenges that the COVID and lockdown are bringing, as you said, it does bring this opportunity to slow down. And with that slowness to start to connect maybe a little bit more to what really matters, there can be a lot of extravagance at this time of year and a lot of waste and a lot of unnecessary overindulgence. And it's maybe just an opportunity to just like look a little bit more internally and going like, what are my traditions and why are they important to me? And what do I value? And are they aligned with my values? Either how can I recreate this within the circumstances that I have, or maybe this is an opportunity to grow and stretch myself or change tactics or change strategies in a way that will actually feel really, really good and nourishing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think this year is going to bring us 
a big opportunity for creating new traditions that maybe are even more wonderful than the ones that we've had before because of that exact reason of being a little bit more insular and being a little bit more coming into yourself. So yeah, love that. Yeah. So I think this is going to be our last podcast this year. Yeah. So we're taking a little break over this Christmas or festive season, December, and we'll be back in the new year, Shay with baby in tow. <laughs> so yeah, we thank you for listening and for sharing with your friends. And um, it really does help us to spread the good cheer. And thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone. And just wishing you a very, very Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. And we'll see you again in January. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Colour. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week.